Hi, welcome to the Shara's Reading Podcast, and I'm Ishara. Today we are reading Charlotte's Web, Chapter 3 for our mini-series. Come on, let's dive in! Wait, I think I'm stuck in a spider web. Joking! <laughs> Chapter 3, Escape. Why is it called Escape? The barn was very large. It was very old. It smelled of manure. It smelled of hay. And some of you guys are wondering what manure is. Manure is peel. I'm not saying the actual word because I know it disgusts almost everybody. It smelled of perspiration of iron horses and the wonderful sweet breath of patient cows. What is a patient cow? What is a patient cow? I am wondering. It often had a sort of peaceful smell. As though nothing ever bad could happen ever again in this world. Wow, that's a nice smell. It smelled of grain and harness dressing and of axle grease and of rubber boots and of new rope. And whenever the cat was given a fish head to eat, the barn would smell of fish. It mostly smelled the hay, for there was always hay in the great loft overhead. And there was always hay being pitched down to the cows, horses, and sheep. But Barn was pleasantly warm in the winter. The animals spent most of their times indoors. And it was pleasantly cool in the summer when the big doors stood wide open to the breeze. The barn had stalls on the main floor for the workhorses. Ties up. And the main floor for the cows, a sheep fold down below for the sheep, a pig pen down below for Wilbert. And it was full of all sorts of things that you could find in barns. Ladders, grindstones, pitchforks, monkey wrenches, scenthic lawnmowers, snow shovels, axe handles, milk pails, water buckets, empty grain sacks, and rusty rat traps. It was the kind of barn that swallows like to build their nests in. It was the kind of barn that children like to play in, and the whole thing was owned by Fern's uncle, Mr. Homer L. Zuckerman. Wilbur's new home was in the lower part of the barn, directly underneath the cows. Mr. Zuckerman knew that manure pile is a good place to keep young pigs. Pigs need warmth, and it was warm and comfortable down there in the barn cellar on the south side. Fern came almost every day to visit him. She found an old milking stool 
that had been discarded, she placed the stool in the sheepfold next to Wilbur's pen. Here she sat quietly during the long afternoons, thinking and listening and watching Wilbur. The sheep soon got to know her and trust her. So did the goose who lived with the sheep. All the animals trusted her. She was quiet and friendly. Mr. Zuckerman did not allow her to take Wilbur out, and he did not allow her to get in the pig pen. But he told Fern that she could sit on the stool and watch Wilbur as long as she wanted to. It made her happy just to be near the pig. It made Wilbur happy to know that she was sitting there right outside his pen, but he never had any fun. No walks, no rides, no swims. One afternoon in June, when Wilbur was almost two months old, he wandered out into a small yard outside the bar. Fern had not arrived for her usual visit. Wilbur stood in the sun, feeling lonely and bored. There's never anything to do around here. He thought. He walked slowly to his food trough, sniffed to see if anything had been overlooked at lunch. He found a small strip of potato skin and ate it. His back itched. He leaned against the fence and rubbed it against the boards. When he was tired of this, he walked indoors. Climbed to the top of the manure pile and sat down. He didn't feel like going to sleep. He didn't feel like digging. He he was tired of standing still. Tired of laying down. I'm less than two months old and I'm tired of living. Wait, what? Wait, he's tired of living. He sounds really sad. I can't believe he says I'm tired of living. Living's the best thing. When I'm out here, he said, there's no place to go but in. When I'm indoors, there's no place to go but out in the yard. That's where you're wrong, my friend," said a voice. Wilbur looked through the fence and saw the goose standing there. You don't have to stay in that dirty little, dirty little yard," said the goose, who talked rather fast. "What if the board is loose? Push on it, push on it, push on it, and cut out." "What?" said Wilbur. "Slay it slower." Was loose? I did, I did, I did," said the goose. Wilbur walked to the fence and saw the goose was right. One board was loose. He pushed his head down, shut his eyes, pushed the board, gave away. In a minute, he squeezed through the fence and was standing 
in long grass outside his source to juice chocolate. <laughs> how does it feel? How do, how does it feel to be free? She asked. I like it, said Wilbur. That is, I guess I like it, actually. Wilbur felt queer to be outside his fence with nothing between him and the big world. Where do you think I'd better go? Anywhere you like, anywhere you like, said the goose. Go down to the orchard, root up the sod. Go down the garden, dig up the rashes. Root up everything. Eat grass. Look for corn. Look for oats. Run all over. Skip and dance. Jump and prance. Go down the orchard and stroll in the woods. The world is a wonderful place when you are young. I can see that, replied Wilbur. He gave a jump in the air, twirled and ran a few steps, stopped and looked all around and sniffed the smells of afternoon and set off walking down the orchard, prancing in the shade of an apple tree. He put a strong snout into the ground, began pushing, digging, and rooting. He felt very happy. He plowed up quite a piece of ground. Before anyone noticed him, Mrs. Zuckerberg was first to see him. She saw him from the kitchen window, and she immediately shouted for the men. Homer! she cried. Pigs out! Lovely pigs out! Homer! Lovely pigs out! He's down there under the apple tree. Now the trouble starts, thought Wilbur. Now I'll catch it. The goose heard the racket too. She started hollering. Run, run down the hill. Make it for the woods, she shouted to Wilbur. He'll never catch you in the woods. The cocker spaniel heard the commotion and he ran out of the bar to join the case. Mr. Zuckerman heard and came out of the machine shed when he was welding a metal stool. Lovely, the hired man heard the noise came out from the asparagus patch when he was pulling the weeds. Everybody walked towards Wilbur, and Wilbur didn't know what to, what to do. The woods seemed a long way off. And anyway, he had never been down there in the woods and wasn't sure if he'd like it. Get around him, Lurvely, said Mr. Zuckerman, and drive him towards the barn. And take it easy, don't rush him, but I'll go get a bucket of slops. The news of Wilbur's escape spread rapidly among the animals on the place. Whenever any creature broke loose on Zuckerman's farm, the event was a great interest to others. The goose shouted to the nearest cow that Wilbur was free, and soon all the cows knew. Then one of the cows told one of the sheep. 
and soon all Rishi knew. The lambs learned about it from their mothers, the horses in their stalls in the barn. Picked up their ears when they heard the goose howling, and soon the horses had caught on what's happening. Wilbur's out, they said. Every animal stirred and lifted its head and became excited to know that one of his friends got free and was no longer penned up or tied fast. Wilbur didn't know what to do or. Which way to run? It seemed everybody was after him. If this is what it's like to be free, he thought. I believed I'd rather be pinned up in my own yard. The cockle spaniel was sneaking up on him from one side. Lovely, the hired man was sneaking up. On him from the other side, Mrs. Zuckerman stood ready to head him off if he started for the garden. Now, Mr. Zuckerman was coming down towards him, carrying a pail. This is really awful," thought Wilbur. "Why doesn't Fern come?" He began to cry. The goose took command and began. To give orders, don't just stand there, Wilbur. Dodge him out! Dodge him out! Cried the goose. Skip around! Run towards me! Slip in and out! Slip in and out! And out! Make far forwards! Twist and turn! Cocker Spaniel sprang. For Wilbur's hind leg, Wilbur jumped and ran. Lurfly reached out and grabbed Mrs. Zuckerman. Screamed at Lurfly. The goose cheered for Wilbur. Wilbur dodged between Lurfly's legs. Lurfly missed Wilbur and grabbed the spaniel instead. Nicely done! Nicely done! Cried the goose. Try it again! Try it again! Run down the hill! Suggested the cows.、Yeah. Run towards me! Said yelled the gander. Run uphill! Cried the sheep. Twist and turn! Honked the goose. Jump and dance! Cried the rooster. Wait, jump and dance. Wait, dance? How could you dance? Look out for Lurfly! Called the cow. Look out for the Zuckerman! Yelled the gander. Watch out for the dog! Cried the sheep. Listen to me! Listen to me! Screamed the goose. Poor Wilbur was dazed and frightened by the halibut. He didn't like being the center of all this fuss. He tried to follow the instructions of his friends were giving him, but he couldn't run downhill and uphill at the same time. He couldn't turn and twist when he was jumping and dancing, and he was crying so hard he could barely see anything that was happening. After all, Wilbur was a very young pig, not much more than a baby. Really, he wished Fern were there 
to take him in her arms and comfort him. When he looked up and saw Mr. Suckerman standing quite close to him, holding a pail of warm slops, he felt relieved. He lifted his nose and sniffed. Uh, the smell was delicious. Warm milk, potato skins, wheat mittings, Kellogg's cornflakes, and a popover left from the Suckerman's breakfast. Come, pig. Come, pig, said Mr. Suckerman, trapping the pail. Come, pig. Wolper took a sweat towards the pail. No, 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 said the goose. It's the old pail trick. Wolper, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. He's trying to lure you back into captivity. Cap He's trying to lure you back into captivity. Tiffany, he's appealing to your stomach. Wilbur didn't care. He took another step to the pail. Pug, pug, Mr. Suckerman said in a kind voice and began walking slowly to the barnyard, looking all about him as if he didn't know that a little white pig was falling along behind him. You'll be sorry, 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 called the goose. Wilbur didn't care. He kept walking towards the pail of swamps. You'll miss your freedom, honked the goose. An hour of freedom is worth a barrel of swamps. Wilbur didn't care. When Mr. Suckerman reached the pig pen, he climbed over the fence and poured the slops into the trough. When he pulled away the loose board from the fence, so there was a wide hole for Wilbur to walk through. Reconsider! Reconsider! cried the goose. Wilbur paid no attention. He stepped through the fence into his yard, walked through the trough, and took a long drink of slops, sucking the milk hungrily, and chewing the pop over. It was good to be home again while Wilbur ate. Lurfully fetched a hammer and some eight penny nails and nails were boarded to place. Then he and Mr. Zuckerman leaned lazily on the fence and Mr. Zuckerman uh, scratched Wilbur's back with a stick. He's quite a pig, said Lurfully. Yes, he'll make a good pig, said Mr. Suckerman. Wilbur heard the words of praise. He felt the warm milk inside his stomach. He felt the pleasant rubbing of the stick along his itchy back. He felt peaceful and happy and sleepy. This has had been a tiring afternoon. It still was a, a, only about four o'clock, but Wilbur was ready to go to bed. I'm really young, too, to go out into the world alone, he thought as he lay down. The end. What do you think's going to happen to Wilbur? Well, the old pail trick works. Do you think he will, do you think that he will learn Enough to not resist to resist the trick.
then Wilbur makes the right decision to follow the uh, the follow the old pale trick. Let's see. We don't know. Let's see on the next episode. Don't forget to like, review, and smash that subscribe button. Bye bye.